0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Hello, welcome to this Cricket Badger India vs. England daily podcast by the fans for the fans. Virat Kohli's India, with Rohit Sharma, Jaspreet Bumrah and Ravi Ashwan, and young starlets like Rishabh Pant and Shubman Gill. They play host to Joe Root's England, with Jimmy Anderson, Ben Stokes, Stuart, Broad and young talents like Ollie Pope and Zach Crawley. It's always England's toughest tour, good luck to both sides, may the best team win.
2: Hello, everybody. Welcome along. It's another edition of the Test Daily. India against England in Chennai. We've seen four very interesting days of Test match cricket. We've got one, or even more interesting, potentially, day to come. On day five, as we go into the final day, England need nine wickets to win the Test match. India will need 381 runs to win. The draw and the tie are potentially still also options in this game. I'm joined today by Nakul Pandey, Neil Varani, and Sam Dalling. And Neil, let's start with you. You're the uh, Indian contingent on this one. Knuckles are neutral. Sam's an England supporter. Neil, in terms of India, it's probably been their best day of the Test match, but they still have a mountain to climb. 381 runs. I know Ishant Sharma at the close of play was talking as if that was their target. That's a big ask, isn't it? And uh, nine wickets on a pitch that might deteriorate even more.
0: It is a very big, very big target, but we've seen with this India team that they really don't see a problem with massive targets. Ever since Kohli's become captain, um, I remember when he was caretaker captain in Adelaide against Australia and they went for something around three eighty, three ninety, and came close to pulling it off before them dodgy uh, LBW decision against Morley BJ. You're not bitter though, are you? (laughs) (laughs) That was one of the greatest performances by an Indian batsman I'd ever seen in my life, uh, Virat Kohli, um, that day and uh, came oh so close but even this last tour of Australia um, we've shown that we will not be cowed by any big target we'll go for it but also if it comes down to it then we'll switch gears and um, look to play out the rest of the day if it comes to it England well
2: ahead just due to the sheer number of runs there but India is still in with a chance I think Just quickly on this one Neil the declaration or the lack of it was a big talking point today did you think England should have declared before they were bowled out.
0: I think they should have either declared or gone faster. That last session was just bizarre where they I mean Alistair Cook was saying they were playing for time, but then it seems to go beyond time. And I thought that they'd have wanted longer at India this evening, but just nothing seems to happen. And that was coming from Don Bess, who likes to play his shots and you wouldn't expect to trust his defensive technique that much. And Josh Butler who always seems to surprise me in the way he plays because you expect him and you think he's in the team to provide that real impetus and setting a declaration target is something which should be Ryan as wheelhouse but if, they if, were if, if Jacob uh,
2: on Twitter is listening to this I have I, I like to wind him up a little bit but we have a t- conversation about uh, Josh Butler all the time and I just get frustrated with Joss Butler he's obviously an incredible talent but as you say there there are platforms he gets sometimes the Josh Butler fans always have seem to have an excuse for him it's either he gets stranded or he yeah you know, it, it wasn't the right situation today it was match orders Yeah, you know, he must be hampered by t- Team orders. There's been a few times in, in recent couple of years where he's had the platform to go in there and express himself, for want of a better phrase, and hasn't done it. Yeah, I, I wonder why sometimes people big him up in Test cricket because his first last record isn't particularly fantastic. I know he's had a good 18 months, but he's not been sparkling. And I think some people see something in him that I don't myself. Knuckle, let's get back onto the uh, Test match rather than my rant about Just Butler. The declaration to start with, Knuckle, obviously you've been watching the game today. I, I just felt that England lost a little bit of energy. Momentum in the game today. Yes, I can understand why they want to maybe just uh, kind of delay it a little bit. But I thought if they if they'd finished off with a little bit of a, a, a you know an advance with the score, I thought when they got to four hundred, that was it. Yeah, you know, if India chased that down, then then it's shake hands, well played, guys. Because on that track, you deserve it. Yeah, you know, I thought England had enough by that stage.
3: Oh look, on, on any track, if you chase down three hundred and fifty plus or you know three twenty. You know, if you, uh, if you set a team 320, 350, whatever, and they win, you've not done a huge amount wrong as the side setting that target. Uh, yeah, it did go on a bit long, and I uh, agree with Neil in that the, the weighing that we're trying to go about that was a bit weird. Like, Joss Butler ended up scoring at 60 runs per 100 balls, which isn't too bad. Uh, you know, Butler is not a... He's not the sort of mindless slogger or even the, the power hitter in that sense that people sometimes uh, credit him for. I know he gets the, the debate about Just Butler often, I think, from both sides. He gets a bit more on people's idea of Joss Butler than
2: the actual cricketer. There was a period, though, today, Knuckle, where he came in, and- and he hit a quite quick initial sort of 15 or 20 then went completely within his shell for another kind of 20 or 30 balls and then tried to have a wild slog at the end and got himself stumped it just it didn't seem to be a very thought out innings I think he did get started of strike I think Bess is probably the more culpable is harsh because look England are in a superb
3: position nine wickets on the last day on a pitch that is doing a bit the ball will reverse swing and then they've got the new ball later in the day for either the fast bowlers or the spinners with that hard new ball and we've already seen that Ushwin enjoyed bowling with the new ball Jack Leach too uh, in In this innings, Uh, I think England did go on too long and went about it too slowly. Um, It was a bit kind of a sort of nothing really happened for that last session, apart from Ushwin getting yet another five for um, his rate of five for taking is ridiculous. But I don't think you can be too unhappy as an England fan, and I certainly as a from the point of view of someone like me who's biased in favour of cricket, as as I. uh, sort yeah. of, sort of describe myself. I don't think you can be too unhappy about 381 runs and nine wickets
2: needed on the last day. Our advocates of four-day cricket sometimes have a point, I guess, but uh, not in not this winter, really, because we've seen uh, all of the test matches go to five days on okay. England's uh, trips away.
3: Yeah, can I jump in on that? The four-day test thing is a bit... You need to add another word, mandatory four-day des- four test cricket, which is the, the thing that some people are, are calling for. Boards can already schedule outside the World Test Championship four days. We saw England do that with Ireland. We saw... And I know that test ended quickly. We saw that South Africa did it with Zimbabwe in a day night game, and that, you know, the game ended in two days, so it didn't really matter. But a lot of tests end in four days, particularly in England. Fine. But that option of the fifth day makes all the difference. Um, I don't really see why there needs to be a change. in you know, shed- Keep the scheduling as it is and what happens, happens. I don't really see that there's a huge amount wrong with uh, the structure of Test cricket. Um, personally, I think Test cricket is currently going through a golden age. There's barely been a bad Test match uh, recently and we have seen, you know, yesterday that astonishing chase by led by Kyle we, Mayers. We're
2: having a rather good week, aren't we? I think in terms of Test cricket. We're having a good two or three
3: years, James. Yes, it's barely yeah. been a bad Test match for the last two or three years. Um, cricket general needs to spend a lot more time apologi a lot less time rather apologizing for itself and a lot more time telling people how good it is, but that's a completely different rant. England are in a in a very good position. Um I thought Root was astonishing in the second innings. Um I know he only got forty, but he Again, he just looks like he's batting on a completely different surface.
2: He just found it so easy. It's that sweep shot that he plays in front of square through mid-wicket. He just plays that at will, and it's his get-out shot. And he plays it uh, He plays it fantastically. We see other people, like Rory Burns in the first innings, plays reverse sweep. Jeff Root's in full control of what he does. And he plays on length, and he plays on line, doesn't he? He actually picks his balls to sweep. It's proper shot selection, and it's excellent execution.
3: It's brilliant. And he reverse-sweeped Ushwin, and it wasn't even that full. Uh, Ashwin is very difficult to sweep because because how tall he is because of that loop that he gets that dip that he gets that extra bounce that he's getting but Root was able to do it and he, he, he was he was magnificent um, in that in that little innings, uh, I thought but well, Boomer and Ashanth bowled okay. I mean, Boomer, I know, got hit around for some quick runs, but um, they're both getting the ball to swing. Ishant Sharma, three hundred Test wickets, and in a decent pace as well. Um, considerably faster than than the likes of uh, than couple of there. I think only Ashwin and Zahid among Indian bowlers to uh, get to three hundred got there quicker, and he's had a, a brilliant run the last four years. But um, really, that third innings was pretty much just a, a kind of a setup innings or a kind of addition to the theme
2: innings. And now we're into the meat of the game. I love Ashanth Sharma after the game he was saying that he came back and played Indian domestic T20 Um, so he was bowling four overs maximum then he comes into this he sees a road and I think he bowled what was it Um, 27 overs in the first innings and he said it felt a bit uh, tough on his body but I'm sure um, he walks away uh, this evening with 300 test wickets in his back pocket I mean 98th test match so two test matches down the line hopefully he stays fit then uh, we're celebrating another 100th test cap that'll be the 70th in international cricket to get to that stage it's uh, quite Um, landmark isn't it I mean for batsmen yeah fair enough Um, still a major achievement for them but for a a fast bowler to get to 100 tests that's quite some doing
3: and a fast bowler who you know has played I don't know if it's quite half but a significant number of his test matches in Asia um, which is not Quite the slog it used to be. I mean, I think I've talked about the figures before on this show about Indian fast bowling at home in the last few years. They take it their wickets at a better average and economy rate than the spinners in the last four years in India. But certainly, and he, you know, he was much maligned up until three or four years ago, and probably still. It took a little while for the, again, a little bit like I was talking about with Butler for the the critical opinion to catch up with the reality of his performances. But he's been superb as that attack has grown around him, and he's the he's the leader of the attack. Um, I don't think he'll play all four tests, but he's going to be a significant part of of this series, um, whatever. What happened? I thought he bowled really well, actually, in the first innings by that first uh, spell, and was um, I think he deserved those two wickets.
2: But, he, he, um, he reminded me, actually, Knuckle of uh, something Curly Ambrose said a long time ago, where he said, you know, if you bowl your first couple of spells and you only concede sort of forty runs or something like that, um, you might not take any wickets, but then you might come back later on in the day, pick up a couple, and all of a sudden your, your figures are two for fifty or three for sixty, and they look rather tidy. And that's a little bit what Ishant Sharma did in that first innings. Mm-hmm. Um, let's have a, Let's bring you in. I know you haven't seen too much of the uh, the cricket today, but you've been following the test match very closely. Um, how do you see this game going into day five? India are talking about maybe chasing down 381. We heard Neil saying that that'll be certainly on their radar when they arrive at the ground tomorrow morning. Do you think that's possible? And do you think it's possible England have got enough time to take the nine wickets? It actually looked um, reasonably easy, other than the one wicket that fell for Rohit Sharma, bowled by Jack Leach. It looked reasonably easy for the Indians this evening. I think England are going to have to work very hard tomorrow.
1: Yeah, they will do, James, but good luck to India. I think both sides will probably come into it, as you say, thinking that they have a chance to win the game. England certainly will. And I and imagine India will back themselves as well. They've got the the talent in that batting order to do so. It just shows how much the the game has moved on. I mean, not that many years ago, perhaps there would be, people would be giving them no chance and saying, well, they'll just shut up shop and try and escape with a draw. It's, it's a difficult one now for England. It's one of those because they've been so dominant and played so well throughout the test. If they don't win, it will almost feel it's a bit cliche but they will be it won't be feeling quite it won't be quite as bad as a defeat but it will feel like they haven't taken advantage of the opportunity they gave themselves so it almost gives India a bit of momentum so they will know that too I think the spinners will be key John Best arguably bold as well as he's bold in, for England in the, the first innings and Jack Leach too I think great to see him get a wicket today great to see the way he came back last night if ever there was a character to be associated with the word resilience is Jack Leach I mean
2: he didn't bowl. I thought yeah. Yesterday, Sam, when that catch went up to him, uh, I tweeted about it afterwards. But the uh, that ball was in the air for quite a long time. He'd just been absolutely smashed to smithereens by Rishabh Pant. That ball was in the air. He was having a miserable day. You can imagine going through his mind there. Oh my goodness! If I drop this, then this yeah. just puts the tin lid on it. But he caught it and came back. And I think, yeah, fair play to him. Look, I think
1: right off Jack Leach at your peril. If people think that a few overs of a bit of tap, and it was a fair bit of tap, but he was he didn't bowl ridiculously badly. He just. <laughs> (laughs) he was Rashad Pant was absolutely superb that could happen to any bowler in the world almost any bowler in the world he just kept Jack Leach was trying to toss it up and entice him in that rough outside Pant's off stump and hats off to Pant he It came off for him and it was superb to watch but if people think Jack Leach is going to get broken by a a four over spell they need to look back at his history because here is a man
2: Listeners um, Sam may be on the podcast for his England allegiances but he's also a Somerset fan remember
1: Well that is very true Taking that aside here is a bloke who was he to remodel his action Uh, injury illness and I don't want to repeat it but the way he came back was superb to see and I think Joe Roach handled him quite well I think he got him straight back into the attack once Pant had had been Dismissed. You don't want to wait too long before bringing him in, and he bonus his wicket today. Beautiful delivery. That's uh, the one of the very few bits I have seen. So I obviously, with my Somerset agent, fully expect to see Jack Leach and Don Best sharing all ten, and Josh Butler taking it. You know, doubling his number of stumpings in the Test <laughs> arena.
2: I, I, one thing that's really pleased me, I think, during this, um, well, embryonic series, four days in, aren't we? So it's not, not, we're not far down the line, but it seems to be a real good spirit between these two sides. I mean, India are full of stars, IPL stars, and there's a few quid amongst them. England aren't too badly off, and there's a few egos in that camp as well. But the, you know, you, you look at the, the body language on the, on the pitch, you look at some of the chats that are going on there, you look at Joe Root after he got his double century, Verac Collie, the first to come across to him, pat him on the back as he walked off after being out. Um, lots of conversations between, uh, Root and uh, Pajara out there have obviously got their Yorkshire um, thing in common as well. Uh, it's just nice to see, I think, that two sides that are really going for it on the pitch. There's no shirking. They're all they're really having a crack to try and win this game. The sort of spirit around the edges is really, really positive.
1: It is really nice to see and that's exactly how it should be. Maybe that dissipated a little bit over the last few years. Maybe actually is because people went looking for it and it was, it was a quite a nice narrative for people to write and talk about. So actually the level of tension was overplayed. Could be that there's just a bit more perspective now with what's going on in, in the last year or so and people yeah. were realising how lucky they are to be. And, and as Michael said, Test cricket is in this, it feels like it's in a golden age. Certainly over in England, it's helped, helped us get through lockdown immensely. Waking up, I was mean, trudging back from the shop in the snow, and having Test cricket on the radio. So it's, perhaps there's an element of that. People are just realising that uh, you can play hard on the pitch and, and still be good friends off the pitch. You know, These guys spend a lot of time together.
2: I found it the hardest day of the week to wake up this morning. I actually struggled to get out of bed this morning. I don't know why. Neil's suggesting prior to pressing record, it might be because there's snow on the ground outside. It might have been something to do with the temperature. But anyway, I did get out of bed in the end and watch the full days play. One final point with you, Sam, before we move back to Neil to talk about India's prospects for tomorrow. Part of those prospects are Cheteshwar Pajara. We were kind of giving our sort of affection to him on our WhatsApp group um, prior to pressing record today because he is just a a superb test cricketer, isn't he? He's got the right mindset, he's got a great technique. he plays it the right way. He is a big wicket for England tomorrow, isn't he? No, Make no mistake, because he's the spine of that Indian resistance. And if they can get Pajara out, then that is going to be a major, major wicket. It's almost worth more than one wicket, Pajara.
1: Yeah. If he's there at the end of the day, you'd think that people around him will have scored. Maybe, or maybe they would have scored a bit more quickly and India will be close. But again, it's a narrative. The way people talk about it, you would think he scored at kind of eight runs every hundred balls or something. He's strike great. isn't particularly appalling in the history of test cricket. Far from it, in fact. And it has been very successful for him across an 80-test career where he's averaging just under 50. So he is a fine, fine test cricketer. And if you said to me, what I was going to say as a 14-year-old, said to me, at any point, you can have Chetoisha's Prajara's test career, I would snap your hands off for it. And I suspect most young cricketers would say the same. So I hope we can just, all right, he might not have the fireworks that some of the other players play, but there are many ways to be successful. and his certainly works for him and why can't we just enjoy it
2: there's no reason why not to and he plays. it's a solidity i think of him that he provides neil isn't it yeah you know, he's going to be key for india tomorrow whether they go for the 381 or the draw pajara that solidity right from the start tomorrow morning and they need him to kind of you know be there as long as possible don't they
0: yeah you can rely on him and it enables the more flashy players to uh to be more expansive because they don't worry about Wicket going down at the other end quite as much. Whenever he gets out recently, it seems to either be an absolute chaffer or it seems to be a bit of a freak dismissal, like in the first innings. But him being around, um, certainly in Australia, enabled um, Gill and Pant um, and even Rahane to play a lot more expansively and also think... People don't appreciate sometimes how much um, hard work it is for the bowlers when they're facing someone like him. By the end of the Australia series, um, the four Aussie bowlers, who were some of the best in the world, looked absolutely shattered because they'd sent down somewhere over 900 balls to him in in four tests.
2: And and he's brave as well, though, isn't he? Because they they tried everything at him. They tried the short stuff. They tried to rough him up. He took everything. They took blows to the body and he still stood there and still showed the full face of the bat to them.
0: It's... An absolute um, standard of uh, putting a price on your wicket. He said that he'd put his hands down and take hits and body because then there was no chance of it just coming off the shoulder of the bath and uh, going to the keeper or to the slips. And he's much happier to get hit than he is to get out. Which is a great way for a test player to be. So if he's in, and either it's either Gill or Kohli's with him at the end of the first session, then definitely game on tomorrow.
2: Neil, your words on Ishant Sharma. It's worth uh, the Indian fan on it uh, noting the fact that he's got to three hundred test wiki. It's quite some performance, as we've said with Nacil. But what's your sort of fondest memory of, I guess, of Ishant Sharma?
0: Well, my fondest memory is actually a white ball game. I was in Birmingham in two thousand thirteen for the Champions Trophy final where. He managed to go from zero to hero in the space of about two balls. Um, and I still refer to it as the miracle of Edgemaston. But the last few years, he, his figures have been amongst the best in the world. And I think it's since he came over to England and he worked with, with Dizzy for a bit. And now he's going at around 21 um, over the last three or four years. It's absolutely ridiculous, especially considering half his matches are not on seam friendly pitches. And um, he's very reliable. He's very economical. He's done even ahead of what Broad did, um, found that way of bowling to left-handers from around the wicket, angling it in and then taking it away slightly, which is horrendous for a left hander to, to face. Broad's done it really, really well over the last couple of years. I think Ishan was doing it a year before him. So I would have him in my team only after... Bumrah, as far as the fast bowlers go, he's a workhorse as well. The amount of overs he can get through without losing quality enables Bumrah and Ashwin and Jadeja to be a lot more attacking because they can rely on the guy at the other end, just in the same way that Coley and Gill and Pant can on Pajara.
2: Uh, when I picked my team on on Twitter for India ahead of this Test match, not that they listened to me, but the I I had Ishant in and Mohammed Siraj out. Obviously, Mohammed Siraj was fantastic in Australia. But you have to remember, kind of in stature, Ishant Sharma's got all of the experience. Mohamed Siraj is obviously going to get his chance further down the line. Probably he'll play in the pink ball Test if not before. But Ishant had to play above uh, Mohamed Siraj for me because you don't just kick out a pedigree horse because just because well, young pretenders had a couple of good Test matches that didn't make any sense. <laughs> BlackRatCricket.com. Handmade English Willow Bats. They do have a cashmere range for bats 0 to 4. Starter kit all the way to pro level kits They're based in Yorkshire. There is team wear available. And there is a new signature range coming soon in February. Bats made by cricketers for cricketers. Make 2021 count with BlackRat Cricket. Knuckle, Washington Sundar. He, now he's a young pretender who I love watching. Left-hander, quite classy in many ways, but he can also hit a good, a big ball. Um, IPL background, but plays the uh, the orthodox test match game as well. 85 not out. He was left stranded today. He obviously got 84 in that final test at the Gabba, sharing that uh, fantastic stand with Shadow Takur in that game. He, he's somebody that I think has got a massive future in this Indian side. And that hundred that he keeps getting close to, he's not too far away from him, is it?
3: he batted superbly didn't he those lovely shots through the offside off front and uh, back foot he tried uh, late uh, yesterday that no look six which he uh, which he kind of became famous for hitting off Nathan Lyon and almost got caught yeah he's a lovely batter I mean he averages 32 before this before this test match in first class cricket as 100 uh, which he did opening the batting incidentally uh, when someone who Neil mentioned earlier really Vijay got injured Tamil Nadu put him up the order to open and he got uh, an unbeaten 159 he's a lovely player in terms of his role in this Indian team I mean he's he's certainly probably in first class cricket and to some extent in test cricket as well he's he may well he looks more like a batting all-rounder or even a batter who can bowl Mm. which makes where to fit him into the team a little bit weird because it's it's hard to see him as good as he is replacing um, somebody like say Hardik Pandya in that all-rounder role outside of India uh, or or Jadeja or possibly both uh, Pandya and, and Jadeja um it's hard to see him playing as a specialist batter uh, kind of in the top six or seven. I mean, if he's batting seven, really, he kind of has to bowl. But it's also hard to see him playing as one of the, the first two uh, two first-choice spinners. It's a little bit like with Ashant. I don't think he'd be in this team if Jodeja was fit. But he's done superbly well with the uh, with the bat, and he's a gorgeous player to watch. He didn't really get used with the ball, and that I think that is um, I think that is no uh, no accident. But um, certainly, it was a superb innings, and you know, took some time out of the game and took some runs out of this game, and got it to uh, the, the lead is obviously huge, but it's not abs- absolutely absurd. But on the on the chase, by the way, um, and on the attitude to it. Firstly, I mean, you have to be pretty unconfident not to think you could win after what they did at Brisbane and what they almost did at Sydney. I think the Sydney Test is quite instructive in that India's best chance. Of saving the game is trying to win it, and what I mean by that is just just batting, just just you know playing every ball in its merits, all those all those cliches. You know when in, Ishan says they're going for three hundred and eighty one, they still need to score uh, at. Uh, well over four and over for uh, tomorrow 4.23 and over. Yeah, you can break that down into, into chunks and
2: and a certain amount of see where you are at, at tea. It's see where you are at lunch, see where you are at tea and if you've still got wickets in hand, go for it.
3: Absolutely, and that's what they did uh, at Brisbane and that's what they were going to do at Sydney until uh, Hanuman Vahari's hamstring went ping and Ushwin's back uh, seized up completely. Um, incidentally, talking about uh, Cheteshul Pujara, there's a great story about Ashwin's daughter watching that innings uh, as Pujara was getting hit time and time again and saying to, uh, saying to her mum, Ashwin's wife. Do they not like Pujara, uncle? Why do they keep hitting him?
2: (laughs) Well, they didn't like him, did they? They wanted rid of him. Um, Let's finish off the three of you and myself um, looking ahead today for all sorts of interpretations, all sorts of different ways this game could go. And that's the beauty of Test Match Cricket. We've invested our souls into this game for four days. And now we wait to find out what's going to happen on day number five. And who comes out with the biggest smile on their faces come the end of play tomorrow. Let's start with you, Sam. How do you see tomorrow going if you were to make a prediction on where this goes how do you see it going
1: I see England winning half an hour after tea I think India will start well tomorrow solidly enough England will pick up a couple of quick wickets just before lunch continue to take them at regular intervals and yeah as I said wrap it up just after tea is that accurate enough for you or specific uh, uh, enough for I,
2: you I, I, I second by second um, Neil Excellent. what about you how do, how do you see it going tomorrow
1: I think it's
0: going to end up a patrol I think the India are going to start well, but at the loss of a few wickets, probably when um, Pant goes, I think they may be forced to shut up shop. I think England will go a bit defensive as well and start drying up the runs. So I see uh, Sundar and Ashwin um, closing it out over the last few overs. And yeah, taking away a draw, which didn't really seem realistic um, a bit ago.
2: I'll tell you what, Neil, you pretty much basically... Said exactly what I was going to say. I think it's going to go exactly that way as well. I think they'll have a good start. India tomorrow at lunch, it was, the victory will still be there. England will pick up a few wickets, and then probably about six or seven down. It will be called a draw at some stage um, towards the end of play. Uh, do you agree with that, Nicole? Where do you see it going?
3: uh yeah I'm not a betting man uh but were I to do so were I to trust myself enough to place a bet on cricket um I would uh, I would go for the draw I think that uh we could well see a, a Virat Kohli four things masterclass a little bit like we did at Rajkot in that first uh test match of the 2016 tour and I think it could end up being one of those draws I mean obviously India will be the happier with the draw but it could end up being one of those draws where it's so nip and tuck on the last day the both sides come away with it thinking well we could have won or lost that actually we're not too unhappy about having not given away the early advantage but above all I'm predicting a really cracking fascinating last day of, of cricket with ebbs and flows and uh, some quality batting and some, uh, some some high quality bowling from uh, from Archer and from Anderson and, and Leach and Bess uh, growing in, in stature as well I would also expect Joe Root to bowl a fair few overs I'm not too sure about Ben Stokes I think he'll either not very bowl, bowl very much or sort of end up bowling for an hour and a half
2: unchanged you next time and nothing in the middle um, right we're going to just before we finish today because there are our predictions on what's going to happen tomorrow they're probably going to be wildly wrong but uh, as I say that is the beauty of Test Match cricket and that's why we'll all tune in tomorrow to find out what goes on Sam I want you to uh, help me do the draw for the competition to win the 12 cans of beer from the Brit Brittop Brewing Company in Manchester I kindly donated 12 cans of their fine beer I've had mine and they are rather tasty um, so if you could pick a number between 1 and 316, please.
1: I'm gonna go for 303.
2: 303. Let's have a look. Ch-ch-ch-ch. Here we go. The winner of the 12 cans of beer it goes to Richard Snowden so Richard Snowden I will let the Brithop Brewing Company know and they will send your beers to you Richard Snowden and everybody else thank you for entering that competition Michael, Neil and Sam thank you very much for joining me today it's been a pleasure having you with me Um, Richard enjoy your beers and everybody enjoy the cricket tomorrow it's going to be really entertaining all four results still possible it's perfect test match cricket so make sure you set your alarms get up early and watch all day of day number five and then join us after play but we'll be back with another edition of the test match daily until then i've been james the cricket badger i'll see you tomorrow
1: thanks for listening we will be back every day during england's tour of india get in touch on at cricket underscore badger on twitter we hope you are enjoying the cricket see you again tomorrow
0: Podcast Network.